Welcome to Testimonies with Tiffany, the podcast that is sure to challenge and grow your faith. Join me as we hear personal testimonies from ordinary people having radical encounters with Jesus. Together, we'll learn the power of believing God and His Word. I hope it inspires you to look at how God is showing Himself faithful in your life and challenges you to step out and testify. Welcome back to Testimonies with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Tombry. I am so excited that you're listening today and you have found yourself right here on Testimonies with Tiffany. I am confident that you are going to be encouraged, that your faith is going to be stirred up, and that you're going to leave today's episode seeking Father for more. You know, I've been thinking about just one characteristic of our Heavenly Father that's just really got me captivated. It's something I've been sitting on, and it's just that He's faithful. He is a faithful Father. He is the faithful Father. And if you don't take anything else away from this episode, I want you to know that our Heavenly Father, is He is ever faithful. And I'm excited today because um, our, our guest is going to be testifying of the faithfulness of God through a season of her life, through a situation of her life. And um, our guest today, she actually shared one of her testimonies um, on season two. It's episode 43. So you need to make sure that if you missed it, you go back and listen to it, especially if you're a parent. It is so, so good um, for those of us who are parents. It's rich with wisdom and her story of how God helped her um, overcome grief and loss is absolutely amazing and 100% encouraged. So episode 43 on season two. So I'm excited to have my friend back on and I want to introduce her now. She is a mother of six. She's been married for 24 years. She has homeschooled her six children for 20 years. I don't know. For some of y'all listening, I just have to confess, those are goals of mine. I've been homeschooling now um, going on, I think, four years. But, I mean, I my goal is, yeah, to, to do what I is doing. Like, she is raising up a generation sold out to Jesus um, just through education at home and, and discipleship at home. And it's it's absolutely beautiful. She has a podcast of her own where her goal is to give you tools to overcome life. So you need to go listen to her podcast. It's called The Crystal Clear Podcast. She wrote a book called Liberated Learn, available on Amazon for parents who want to know the basis of home education. It is currently being put into an audiobook and is also available as an ebook. She has a healthy living group on IG and Facebook for those who want to learn more about just the natural home. She has a bachelor's degree in psychology and sociology. She enjoys writing, nature, and solitude. She has been walking with Jesus 27 years. I also have to say that me and her are collaborating on a book that will release in October. Um, it's gonna. I'm excited about it. It's through the, um, the lens of a 21st century woman based on the women of the Bible and how their lives um, either affected us now, good or bad. And so I'm excited um, to be collaborating with her on that. So that comes out in October. So you'll just have to listen for more details on that. But I am pleased to introduce to you my friend, Crystal Stafford. Hello, Crystal. I want to thank you for taking time again to come on my podcast and just share what the Lord has done in your life. And I look forward to hearing this story. Hey, Tiffany. It's so glad to be here with you and share with you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I, I'm just thankful for Crystal's grace towards me yesterday. It was funny. I, I, I have like, everybody has like their notes on their phone and then I have a calendar at home and all these different places I write stuff down and Crystal messages me yesterday and she's like, we're still on to record, right? And I'm looking at the clock like, oh my goodness, I totally spaced. So I appreciate your grace and giving me your time again. Yeah. Um, and just thankful. I'm just thankful. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. Many times. Oh, oh, I, I could not. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I spaced that. I mean, I can believe it, but then I mm -hmm. couldn't believe it. But 
here we are. So I'm excited for you to share your story today. So I'm going to go ahead and just let you take it away. Okay. Well, thank you so much. So whenever Tiffany and I were talking before, um, I told her a couple of things that I had experienced in my life uh, regarding angels. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. I have a couple of uh, stories here that happened to me. And the, really the basis of it all is that um, God is present with us. And the, and the scripture says that the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. And that, that word just kept coming to my mind as I was getting ready to share these stories with you. Because all we have to do is trust God. That's literally, if our heart is in a posture of God, I trust you, then he is present. He is encamping around us. And like when we face situations that are not good or they're frightening he's he's going to be there and help us and so that's what these are for and and because of these situations i've been through i don't have the worry or the concern or the fear for my children that you know the world is dark but i know that god will take care of them in every possible detail because he's there with me and he's there with you and he's he's always present so the first thing that i was going to share with you guys is that So right now I'm 44 and whenever I was 18 years old, um, I wasn't married yet. I got married when I was right before my 20th birthday. So I was 18 years old and I was in this huge transition point in my life because I had been engaged to a guy that had gone into the air force so that he could marry me in the future. And so that he would have a, um, income and a stability. And so he was somebody that I had dated for a few years and he asked me to marry him and I said yes. And so that was not God's plan for me and I had not sought God about that. So God graciously intervened. And so what happened was I was in this transition time because God had just changed my plan. And so whenever I was 18 and a half, um, I went and took a mission trip as a senior I took a mission trip to Mexico and my, I was at a Christian school and they took the graduating class on a mission trip and we stayed on the border of Texas. And in the day we would go into Mexico and help churches there. And in the night we would come back to Texas and sleep at the church on the border. And so at that church on the border, um, they were used to doing the missions for Mexico. And the pastor of the church there came to me one night while we were having worship was very concerned and he said that God would not even allow him to worship and sing in the worship and he kept looking around for who it was that God was telling him to go talk to and it was me and so he pulls me over with his wife to the side of the church during worship and he says God's telling me that you have to change your plans and uh he's like what are your plans because you need to change them so I told him that I was planning on getting married at at the summertime after I graduated and to this guy in the Air Force and he immediately told me that's not God's plan and I knew that in my spirit it just confirmed to me what I already knew and he was a total stranger to me and so so anyway all that to say there's a much bigger story on that but when I got home from that mission trip I got on an airplane and I flew to Abilene to the Air Force base where my fiance was in the air force and he picked me up and I went to the base and he gave me a place to stay at the air force hotel. And so when I finally got to the point around to talking to him and telling him why I was there to say that we couldn't actually get married, um, before, so like I wanted to marry him, my, in my heart and in my mind, I wanted to marry him. He was a good person. And, uh, in my spirit, God was saying no. And so um, I felt like when I was about to tell him that I could not go forward with marrying him, it literally felt like a human person's hand was on my right rib and a human person's hand was on my left rib. And I could feel hands on my ribs pulling me apart. And they were like trying to tear my body in half. And I wasn't imagining because I'm not that imaginative of a person and I don't like think of things that aren't really there. And so it just felt like this tangible feeling of two people pulling me apart. And it wasn't even in my mind. It was in my, in my gut. 
And so it felt like this, like a hundred percent intense pressure. And as soon as I said the words that God had for me to say, it all stopped immediately and peace came into my body. But that was the first time that I ever actually had a tangible experience with uh, a spirit of like an angelic spirit and then a, and then the spirit of opposing one another on my behalf. And so it was tremendously difficult for me to say to him that I wasn't going to marry him because I wanted to, but I was purely going off of the peace of God. And what the peace of God was leading me to do was to go a different direction. And so that was the very first thing. But when I was 18 years old after that, I was at church and I would just go to every, you know, church night that I could because I was just seeking God, like, what am I supposed to do? And I would go to the worship nights and they had this prophetic guy there. And and so they were doing this worship night and there was music and I was just standing there with everybody else just singing songs and had my eyes shut and it was real, you know, quiet. And, and while I was just sitting there listening to the music, I actually heard somebody say to me, I will always be here. Wow. And and I actually felt the presence of a large man come walk up and stand in front of me. And I thought a man in the church had walked up and stood right in front of my face because I could feel him there. And like my dad's a big man and it felt like my dad, walked up to me and got in my space and stood right in front of me. And so when I opened my eyes, I perfectly expected to see a man's chest right in front of my eyes. And so I opened my eyes and I was really confused because there's nobody standing there. And I heard a voice and I felt the feeling of a man and I opened my eyes. And then it's like in my mind's eye, I could see a tall man but I couldn't see anybody with my physical eyes. And so ever since then, I have felt that feeling that someone, a guardian was there and it's always been present. And it's amazing. It's like, I didn't have knowledge in my head. It's just like the Holy spirit showing me, this is the one that I've given you. And so after that, my husband and I got married right before my 20th birthday. And that was all God. It was all a matter of prayer. And we met at the college group Bible study and God did all of it. And so whenever I was 20, my husband, Jimmy, he was in Christ for the Nations Bible College in Dallas, Texas. And so he went a semester before our wedding and he was there for six months before we got married. And then we got married. And I moved up to Christ for the Nations there, too. And I lived on the campus with him. And so whenever we were living there, Christ for the Nations is on. Um, it's in, it, When we were there 24 years ago, it was a uh, Oak Cliff. It's called Oak Cliff. The neighborhood is a very, it was a very criminal, dark, uh, impoverished area. But the college sat in the middle of it. And it was surrounded in tall um cast iron black fencing and it like a completely different spirit on the campus than outside the campus and so when you stepped off the campus it was a lot of crime there was helicopters at night that were putting uh the big lights the police copters putting lights looking for criminals there was gunshots there was everything and so we could hear all of that at night and so all that to say when you left the campus it wasn't a safe place everybody told us not to shop at the grocery stores, not to go to the gas stations, just go somewhere else. And so we had this old car that did not work very well when we got married because we didn't have any money. And so um, me, I was driving one day and I left the parking lot and about half a minute down the road, I was down the feeder road. The car died that I was driving was really old. And since it wasn't a safe area, I just locked the door and I was sitting in the middle of the feeder road about to get on the highway. And I just prayed. I was like, I'm not getting out of the car. And so I just started praying, Jesus, send somebody to help me. And as soon as I prayed, like the words came out of my mouth, a man knocked on my window and I looked out the window and he had on a red shirt and the embroidery on the top of his shirt said car specialist. 
And so because his shirt said car specialist, I immediately trusted him and I rolled my window down and he said, I'm here to help you. And he said, um, the car behind me is a tow truck and the car behind him is a rental car guy. So the tow truck guy is going to take and the rental car guy is going to give you a rental car and I'm, I'm going to hear, I'm going to be here to orchestrate it. And he never told me his name, but he was there within literally like the same minute that my car stopped. And Dallas is a super big place. And for all three of those guys to be behind me at the moment that my car died, just like I've always for since then thought like God knows my need before the need ever happens. And not that I'm ever going to not have to wait for some help, but like that's, that's, um, miraculous like the yeah. three people that would help me were right behind me so so his the guy that shirt said car specialist he helped me one guy brought me home one guy told my car home the tow truck guy told my home car home and another guy um he gave me his rental car stuff so that was when we first moved to dallas <clears throat> and then after that my, my sister came to visit me in dallas and I took her to the Dallas Zoo. And so I was pretty unaware about Dallas and all the things people do on the bus line and all that stuff. So we went and my husband dropped us off at the zoo on a weekday. And it was really sunny. And we stayed a few hours, but then there came a really big storm. And so we decided we were going to take the bus home because he couldn't come back and get us right then. So I didn't know that the bus line was really bad to ride on. So we went to the bus stop outside the zoo and there was two covered areas. And on one of the covered areas of the bus stop, there was four guys that looked to be around 20 in their twenties. And there was another um, bus stop right next to it. And there was a very, very large woman and she looked to be like six foot six tall, six and a half feet tall. And she was like 300 pounds she was very, very strong and big. And she actually, when we were walking up, she called out to me and she, me and my sister. And she said, girls, come over here. And then when we got over there, she said, those boys won't mess with you if I'm here. And so I walked straight over to her and was standing there by her. She had, she had a full-size white leather Bible in her left hand, holding it up to her belly. And she was just holding it like it was a Wow. A shield. Wow. And she asked us if we had any food that she could eat. And I had some in my backpack, so I gave her what I had. And she said she was going to stand with me there until we left. Well, the rain ended up stopping after a few minutes. And we decided to go back into the zoo. And she stayed with us the whole time. And she was seeming to say that the guys in the other bus were like from a gang. And I wasn't aware of that like I didn't even look at them or recognize that they were from a gang but that's what she was saying and that's why she was there and yeah. so that was the third time that um, someone helped us that it seemed pretty orchestrated and angelic and then um, whenever I had gone home from there to visit my family and when I came back to Dallas in the same old car that we had um I was driving home and there was no cell phones because this was like 1999 and we had no such thing as a cell phone. And so I would just drive the six hours back to Dallas and hope that I would make it. And so <clears throat> we were like 30, we're 30 miles uh, from our house in Dallas and we're going back and it was like the Ennis area. And my car suddenly just dies on the highway and there's a um, exit ramp coming up. So I just went off of it because the car wouldn't work anymore. And when we exited, there was a little old abandoned like gas station there. So we pulled over and there was nothing else there. It was like fields of hundreds of acres. And so when I got into that parking lot, um, I decided to try to use the payphone to call Jimmy, but he didn't pick up. So. Um, when I came back out or came from the phone, there was this car sitting there and it was a really old golden Cadillac and there was this, uh, grandmother in the car and she 
rode up to where I was standing and she said, do you need some help? Well, my car just died and, and she's like, where do you live? And I told her and it was literally 30 miles away. I said, the name of the road is Keast Boulevard. And she smiled real big and she said, oh, Keast Boulevard, that's where I live. And I was like, are you kidding me? You live on Keast Boulevard where I live. And she's like, yeah, you don't even have to tell me how to get there. I know the way. And so, so because she was like 70 years old and she had her grandson in the car, I like completely had this feeling of peace going with her. So me and my sister got in the car and she took us straight home and she didn't even ask me where to go. She knew where to go because when I told her that I went to see Fanai, she just brought me there and she pulls up and she takes me home. And so every single time that I had a problem, like a lot of times I wished I had a different car or that I had a better, um, I will be cool. You know, like that was the thing that God used to show me that, he was going to take care of me. Like if I hadn't have had all those breakdowns or if I hadn't have had all those problems, like I would literally have never seen how quickly God came to help me. And I'm grateful now that I look back on it, you know, but I can definitely see that anytime that I was in a posture of trusting God, that he would always send help to me. And I literally do believe that those were angelic beings that helped me. Uh, It was way too fast and way too orchestrated for it to be like just some random person that showed up. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, A few scriptures stood out to me with all those things. Um, So for those listening, maybe like this whole topic of angels is like, wait, what? I'm new to this. I (laughs) do not know what you're talking about. Maybe your whole perception of an angel is white with wings and a halo and they just Mm -hmm. like fly around heaven. Yeah. No, that (laughs) is that's the way the culture has portrayed angelic Mm -hmm. Uh, beings and but that's not necessarily biblical and so there's some scriptures I want to kind of touch on Um, I love Hebrews 1 14 all are not all angels ministering spirits Mm. sent to serve those who will inherit salvation Mm -hmm. we get to inherit salvation when we believe that Jesus died on the cross and we Mm -hmm. profess it with our mouth, we are inheriting salvation. See, salvation means that we are saved. We -hmm. are currently being saved and we will be saved. It's past, present, and future. So we are inheriting salvation. So that scripture Mm -hmm. applies to us. Hebrews 114, are not all angels angels Mm -hmm. ministering spirits? They are are sent to minister to us. And so... Then you can go to Psalm 91. This is one I I feel like I declare over my children, myself yeah. almost every day. Yeah. For he commands his angels concern, concerning me that he will mm-hmm. give charge over them to guard me in all my ways. He, yeah. he charges angels. Angels yeah. have been assigned. We know that yeah. to be true. Hebrews 114, what I just said. Yes. Angels. And then Psalm 9111, they have been assigned to us. God assigns angels to us that are in charge of carrying out the will of God on our behalf. They work yes. with God to help us fulfill what we need to fulfill or help us in times of, of trouble and stuff. God sends yes. them. I think about Jacob. Jacob has a vision in the Bible and he says, I see angels ascending and descending, ascending and descending mm-hmm. angels. You know, I, there's oftentimes too, I'll just talk to my angels. I'll be like, <laughs> angels, this is not a time to be lazy. Like you need to be, I need my angels busy. I don't want my angels sleeping. I don't want my <laughs> angels like, you know, whatever on the job. I want them to, to be uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I personally believe that we can partner with angels. Well, mm-hmm. Tiffany, how can you say that? Well, mm-hmm. Hebrews 13, 2 says this. Do not mm-hmm. forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some yes. people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. This is exactly what has happened in Crystal's life. All Mm -hmm. these instances that she has talked about, she literally ain't. So, so you know what this tells me is that angels can take the form of people Yes, and we not know it. So here's myself. We're like, 
there's no other explanation than I literally just entertained an angel. Like there's no, <laughs> what Crystal was saying, it's not a coincidence, like the timing mm-hmm. of it. And, and God, I believe what she's saying is absolutely true based on what the Bible says. We'll filter mm-hmm. it through the Bible. And so it's mm-hmm. really important. You know, there's times that like, even with homeless people or people maybe standing out, um, outside a store and they're asking for money or they're asking for food or I've had personal experiences where I've actually put strangers in my car and drove them places. Now mm-hmm. I was prompted by the Holy spirit, but yeah. I believe that I could have been bringing an angel to their next assignment. God, mm-hmm. dude, God, the Bible says that if we don't praise God, the rocks will cry out. So if the rocks can cry out, yeah. if God can speak, uh, cause a donkey to speak, you know, mm-hmm. Paul and Barnabas and all of that. If he can, God can mm-hmm. do anything. God can use anything. And so it's just, it's, it's neat when, when scripture comes alive, like, this. Mm-hmm. wow, Tiffany, I did not know that angels could take the form of people and that mm-hmm. I could literally show hospitality to angels without knowing it. Once yeah. we know this, we have wisdom and understanding through God's word. We have revelation. Then yeah. there's an opportunity right now, I believe, for you to ask the Lord, God, open my eyes to the angelic. Open yeah. my eyes. I want to partner with my angels. I want to, I want to work with angels. Um, or and just just to be aware in situations where you're showing hospitality, maybe you're buying food for that stranger, or maybe you're buying a sleeping bag for them, or you're taking them to the grocery store that, Mm. that you could very well be entertaining an angel without Mm. knowing it. And I think it's Mm. cool. We can look at Psalm 103 20. It says, praise the Lord, you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Now the word bidding means the ordering or what, requesting of someone to do something. So mm-hmm. what that scripture is saying is that God tells the angels to do something and they obey his word. Yeah. So again, we know that, that they're ministering spirits and that the angels obey his word. So, so God may say, Hey, I need you to do, I'm, I'm bidding you to go protect this family or do this for her or show up Mm -hmm. on the scene here. He Mm -hmm. bids them. He orders them to do something and they obey. And so it's, it's just really neat. Luke 410. There's another one for it Mm. is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. Yeah. So I think it's just amazing when God allows us to either see our angels at work or just the, just, knowing that in situations like crystals and myself that I entertained angels. And, um, I I mean, I have friends who see angels on the regular. It's just the way that the Lord, you know, it's their capacity to be ministered by the Lord in that way is, is that's, that's their, you know, that's just what the Lord, how the Lord ministers to them and works with them through them, reveals himself to them. Yeah necessarily how he does it with me, which is okay, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we can't ask for it and we can't seek right. father. But I think that it's also very careful to, to remember Colossians two eighteen. do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. It's really important that we understand mm-hmm. we're not called to worship angels. We are called yeah. to wholeheartedly fully abandoned to Jesus Christ. We're to worship mm-hmm. God, the father. We work yeah. with Holy spirit. Like our eyes are on God, the father, our eyes are on Jesus Christ. Angels are just a tool and an asset that yeah. God has and uses to help minister to us. And he uses them to do his bidding. So it's really important that we don't, you know, go so far one way that we find ourselves yeah. worshiping angels or obsessing with angels there there's a fine line that we must walk and and making sure that we're keeping our heart in check before the lord you know mm-hmm. i i recently had a uh, had a situation where i've prayed for years for god to open up my eyes to to encounter angels when i read through the bible and i see mary encounter and and um uh daniel's encounter with angels i'm like man i want to see angels um i i don't know i'm just like it's just a curiosity in me. It's just a, it's just, I'm in awe and wonder of the Lord and, and these Mm -hmm. beings that God has created, uh, 
you know, to worship him and to, and to do his bidding. So I've asked for years, but recently I was in a, uh, a session with my mentor and we were just going over, we were sitting with Holy Spirit and we were asking Holy Spirit to highlight some stuff that I had been, I had been dealing with some issues of fear. And Mm -hmm. it was really interesting when I sat before the Holy Spirit, he brought me back to a wreck I had years ago. And in that wreck is where the spirit of fear came on me. And I have carried it for years. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. Lord showed me where he was in the, in that dream, he, or in that vision, like he, he brought me back to that memory of me being in that car wreck. And Jesus showed me that he was sitting in the passenger seat. And I, I love that that's where he was because in my wreck, I hit, I was, uh, driving on a three lane highway. I was driving like 75 in the rain. Very, very dumb. I did not have my seatbelt on also a very bad decision. And I hit the cement barrier going six, I'd slowed down a little bit going 65 miles an hour. Well, of course, when I hit the steering wheel, it knocked me out. And then I hit the window and I drove a firebird. It was T top and it look like a box when Mm. that wreck, when that, that car has centered on a bridge with a canal underneath it. Like (laughs) I couldn't have opened, first of all, I couldn't have opened my driver door because the back was, you know, smashed up. And I remember Mm. when I woke up, I could smell gas and Mm. I thought my ribs were broke. I remember being in lots of pain and I cried out to the Lord Mm. and I was just like, God, you got to help me. It's pouring rain. I'm facing oncoming traffic. Mm. Like, God, I need your help. And in this, God brings me back to this memory and he shows me that he's sitting in the passenger seat. And I remember taking a deep breath and holding my ribs and kicking as hard as I could. And that passenger door swung open Mm. and the Lord showed me that he actually opened it. Like he, he opened it for me and I was able to get out. But what was cool is the Lord opened my eyes. I'm covered in the Holy Spirit right now. I've got goosebumps all over my arms. I saw three angels. I saw one on the passenger side. I saw one on my driver's side. And I saw one standing in the front of my car. Yeah. I could see them very clearly. Yeah. Felt like beings tall. And um, they were males and long blonde hair. And the yeah. Lord showed me that, Tiffany, these angels, they go with you everywhere. Yeah. And so in that moment, God delivered me from fear in my session with my mentor, but also has shown me that he's the, I see the angels he's assigned to me and that he told me, he promised me in that session, Tiffany, they go with you. Like they do my bidding for you. And so it's just neat that more, the more, like Crystal said, the more she trusts the Lord and she walks with the Lord, God, the Bible says, Jeremiah 33, three, he says, call me and I will show you great and mighty things you do not know. We can ask God to show us things that we do not know. And I believe right. that, you know, as we have relationship with Jesus, that he desires these things. He wants to open our eyes and show us things. And, and so Crystal, I think it's, it's amazing that, that you sense the presence of angels, that you've entertained mm-hmm. angels. Um, I know people too, that will, they, they just in certain moments just have an awareness that there's angelic activity going on around them that they, and you're, maybe you're listening and you're like, but how do they know that they know in their spirit, they just know it's like, God, it, you know, we're, God is the vine and we are the branch. We're plugged in. We're abiding. We should be abiding in father all day long. It's just an awareness, a sense. Like I know right now that there's angels around. I may not see them, but I sense them. I know you just know that, you know, it comes from your spirit, not your mind, will and emotions, not your soul, but your spirit, um, you know, because our spirit is communing with Holy spirit It's communing with father. And so mm-hmm. I think it's amazing, Crystal, hearing your stories and it, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I want to be more sensitive to those things. Lord, I want to, I want to, mm-hmm. you know, be aware of the presence of angelic activity. And, um, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's cool that we can, <clears throat> I believe that we can partner with angels. We can relate. So what do I say about partnering? I believe that we can pray. Father, I ask right now that angels of provision be released. I ask right now, God, that angels of protection be released. God, I ask right now that you, the angels that you have taken, that you have given charge over me, according to your word in Psalm 91, that they would be released right now in this moment to help me. I've heard. 
I heard a story once. I got to tell this story, actually. Okay, I heard a story, <laughs> Crystal, of a man. He's a powerful um, evangelist, pastor. I can't even remember the name, uh, who it is. But he's talking about a time where he needed some financial assistance. And he asked mm. the Lord to release fi- an angel of finances. And <laughs> after listening to the story, I was just like, whoa, God, can <laughs> we do that? Like, can I work with you? And so one time, not too long ago, I lost my wallet, Crystal, and I thought that my one-year-old hit it, which I was convinced. I searched my house, <laughs> y'all, for like four hours. I'm telling you, when oh. I when I mean I searched, Crystal, I was pulling out my freezer, pulling mm-hmm. out vegetables. Like she must have like opened the freezer <laughs> and hid it in the freezer. That's how desperate I got to find my wallet. For four, I mean, I took out. My husband's dresser got emptied. Mine got emptied. All four kids got emptied. I mean, it looked like Category 5 hurricane hit the Tombry house because I could not find my wallet. So oh. I go, my my baby needs to be nursed. So I go and lay her down and I'm nursing her and I'm laying in bed and I'm angry at this point. I'm like, God, I have asked you to show me where my mm. wallet is. And I'm like, God, John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. God, I hear your voice. You've got to tell Mm -hmm. me where it's at. And then all of a sudden I found a quickening in my spirit. And I remembered Mm. that message I heard where the guy asked an angel to bring the finances. So, you know, you know what I did in that moment? I believe Mm. it was from the Holy Spirit. I said, God, right now, I ask for an angel of the Lord to go and get that wallet wherever it's in hiding and put it in plain sight. God, I ask wow. for an angel of the Lord to go find my wallet. They see it. I know you see it, Father. Cause them to bring it out of hiding and put it in plain sight. Wow. I'm not kidding. Wow. I nurse my baby. She goes to sleep. I get up. I walk outside my front door and my wallet is sitting on the welcome mat. No. I'm like, but you, I walked, I crossed that threshold yeah, at least 50 times looking in the garage, yes. looking outside, going and looking in my car, looking in the washroom. I had yep. to cross that threshold. And I believe yeah. an angel of the Lord took that wallet out of hiding and put it in plain yep. sight. Because my kids, they were playing. Hadessa was down for a nap. My kids didn't just put it there like, aha, mom, no, an angel of the Lord, I believe. Yeah. went and took it out of, you know, hiding. And so when we talk yes. about angels, hearing you talk about angels, it gets me excited. God loves us enough mm-hmm. that he, you know, he puts them, you know, over, he tells them to do so. And that, you know, we yeah. can, we can minister to angels. That's wild. Like that is wild to me that we can entertain <laughs> yeah. angels, that we can show them hospitality. Yes. So I yes. want to encourage anybody listening. If you, um, if this is all new to you, you can go back to the word Hebrews 114, Psalm 91, 11, Psalm 103, 20, Luke 4, 10, Hebrews 13, 2, Colossians 2, 18. That's a good baseline mm-hmm. to, to start studying God's word. I encourage you to seek father and ask him to reveal to you more about yes. angels and, and how they minister. And, and God's going mm-hmm. to give you revelation and give you wisdom. And then I just encourage you to ask the Lord um, that you would be a vessel that could, you know, show hospitality to angels, that you could be uh, have an awareness of their presence and that you could that he would show you how we can partner with them, how we can work with them. I think my whole wallet was me partnering with my angel. God, you gave mm-hmm. angels assignment over me. Now I'm going to ask them to do something and I need you to put your stamp of approval on it and they do yeah. it. And that's what happened. And so, Crystal, I love it. I I mean, I feel like I could talk for hours when I get around people who have entertained (laughs) angels and see angels and all of that stuff. Like I geek out because I just, it's just another (laughs) facet of God that is amazing to me. Yes, it is. There was one other example I thought of while you were talking, if I can tell you. Yes, Um, please. But whenever... Whenever one time I was, um, I had two babies um, and I was in my room. And like you said, you, you mentioned before something when you were talking about having a time of struggling with fear. And there was a time where fear was just trying to strangle me. And it wasn't, it's not my natural state at all. Like I'm not a fearful person. And it was definitely a spiritual thing. And so fear was tremendously coming against me. And I later found out it was all in my family lineage and it was just a familiar generational spirit. But 
whenever I was having two small babies, um, sometimes at night, like this, this fear would just occur and it would be tormenting dreams. It would be tormenting thoughts. It was just awful. And so I read a couple of Stormy Omardian books. Of course, I read all her books later. And then she like walks people through the scriptures on fear and how to speak out against fear. And so whenever one night I was in my bed laying there and there was just this presence of fear. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, say the words, I renounce fear. And when I Mm -hmm. said um, those words, and when I said, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, and I felt like the verse came to mind. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I wasn't even aware of the angel thing going on, but I literally could feel and sense and see in my mind. Like it wasn't something I was thinking of, but I saw it. Like I was awake and I saw it was like one man grabbed the throat of another man in my bedroom. And when I said the words that I renounced fear and that God didn't give me a spirit of fear, the fear immediately ceased and I could sense one man fighting another man in my room. And, and one of them was up against the wall and it was because of the word I spoke. And when I spoke the word, the angel did the job and it wasn't something that I was even thinking of. I hadn't read a book on angels. I hadn't heard a sermon on angels. I could just see it. And, and at that moment, like the fear did not return the verse the fear could not come back and so there was times where before that I would have to say it a lot but when Holy Spirit told me what to say it never came back again wow wow yeah I've been just going through like you said your age and stuff and how the Bible's clear about generational you know God is a generational God and Mm -hmm. but the enemy likes to pass stuff down through generation as well. There's generational mm-hmm. blessings, generational cursings. And so it's really important that we stuff that's reoccurring and then yeah. ask again, it goes back to asking Holy spirit, how do we deal with this? What do you want us yeah. to do? And freedom that is in that it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been experiencing just freedom, freedom, freedom as Holy spirit's just been leading me in just God in his graciousness, like opening my eyes to see, look, I've never left you or forsaken you here, here. This is where I was when this happened, mm-hmm. or this is where I was when this happened. And, you know, I wouldn't have known to ask the Lord that, or I couldn't have like, just imagined God being somewhere like, mm-hmm. you know, in my car wreck. I know, like, I just think it's wild that he showed me he was in the passenger seat. I'm like, because mm-hmm. that was the door that was opened. And yeah. anyways, just, yeah, freedom in Jesus is amazing. And, and yes. all of this. So if you're listening today and your mind has been blown, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I just <laughs> encourage you to go to the word. I gave you some yeah. good scriptures to start with and then just spend time with God and ask him, ask him to show you, mm-hmm. to reveal to you, um, you know, what his word says about angels and ask him. If, if you're bold enough, if you're ready, if you want to know more, ask him, God, where have angels worked in my life? Or God, will you show me, like, have I entertained strangers that were angels? And, and just wait for him and see what, see what he shows you and what he does. But um, it's just neat. I, I, I love the Lord. I love all of just, yeah, learning about him is, uh, it just leaves me speechless. Like, he's a, awesome. he's a faithful yeah. father. Yes. He's a faithful father. Well, Crystal, I would love to pray uh, before we wrap up our episode. If you want to open, I'll close this out and then that'll conclude today's episode. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, God, that you are, like Tiffany said, you're faithful. God, you are ever present and you know all things. God, I thank you that you give your angels command concerning us to guard us in all of our ways, Lord, that you do not, we don't have to qualify with you, Lord, that you are so good and so gracious that the moment we put our trust in you, God, that you are present and that you are active in our lives, Lord. Would you open our eyes, Lord? Would you open our eyes, Father, the people listening? Would you give them your grace to see? Would you give them eyes that see and ears that hear? 
God, what you are saying, God, your word says that there will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. And I pray, God, that those people listening now would each begin to hear that voice saying, this is the way, and that you would open their ears, open their eyes. And Lord, like you showed me so many years ago, let us not be deceived, God, the people listening, let them not be deceived in any way, Father, open their eyes to the truth and their ears to the truth of the reality that you exist in. Father, help them to see that reality because, yeah. Lord, we know that the one we live in, the realm we live in, is not all there is. Father, we have so much more to our existence that's affecting us, and I pray that their eyes Father, to the existence that you have given them in the spirit, Father, just like the frequencies that certain creatures can hear, certain sounds that humans can't hear, and that we can hear certain sounds that birds can't hear. Father, I pray that same way in the spirit, Father, that there is a spiritual frequency that we can be accessed to hear, that people don't naturally hear with their physical ears, but we can hear them in the spirit. Lord, I ask that you would give them spiritual ears that hear your voice and that you would open the eyes of the blind to see the reality of your goodness. Because when you look around and see what good God is doing, we will know your love. That's how we know we're loved is that we see your goodness everywhere. And Lord, I just ask that they would begin to see that goodness in really unusual ways and that they would begin to see that goodness in ways they've never even thought about before. Yes, Lord. I thank you, God. I say, yes, Lord. I come into agreement with Crystal. And if you're listening right now and maybe the whole angel thing is like a next level for you, but you've never given your life to Jesus. I want you to make the best decision of your life right now. The Bible says Mm -hmm. that God gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That, that all you have to do is call on the name of the and you shall be saved. The Bible says that that you believe in your heart that Christ lived a perfect life and that he died on the cross and he, he, he bore your sins and that he was buried and he rose again on the third day and that he's coming back. The Bible says that if you believe that in your heart that and you confess it with your mouth, that that your salvation is secure, that you will spend mm-hmm. eternity with the Father in heaven reconciled to him because of what the blood of Jesus did. And so I would just encourage you right now just to say, Jesus, I recognize that you died in my place, that that you took all my sins on that cross. I ask for forgiveness and I, I call on your name to come and be the Lord of my life right now. And God, I thank you for those that, that called on your name, that believe in their heart, that you are the answer, that you, you paid the ultimate price, that they've been bought with the price, the blood of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for your son and for the price that was paid for us. God, and I ask right now for those who said yes to you, that gave their life to you, you would begin to bring godly men and women into their life, God. You would get them plugged into the local body, God, and that they would be discipled, God, that you'd bring people alongside of them to disciple them and to mentor them and to grow them up in you, Jesus. And I echo what Crystal said, God, that no one would be deceived by this episode, God, that they would search your word out. God, they would search it out, that they would ask you and you would bring truth and you would bring revelation, God, and you would bring understanding, Father. I thank you, Lord, that that all angels are ministering spirits sent Mm -hmm. to serve those who will inherit salvation, Hebrews 114. Mm -hmm. God, I thank you that your word says in Psalm 91 that you give command angels. Mm -hmm. You command angels concerning us to guard us in all of our ways. I thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to show strangers hospitality. And by doing so, we've actually shown hospitality to angels without knowing it, God. I thank you, God, that we weren't called to worship angels. We don't worship angels, God. We worship you. We set our affection on you, Father. God, that, that we wouldn't be caught up in mm-hmm. angels and and viewing them wrongly god but just like crystal said the the scripture came to me in ephesians 6 god we talk about the principalities and rulers of darkness a lot in the church or or, mm. or in conversation but mm. angels aren't talked about in my, in my opinion very much mm-hmm. and so god mm. i thank you that there's both sides that 
there are rulers of darkness and principalities and there's warfare going on. And I mm. thank you that there are angels doing your bidding, obeying your word, Psalm 103, 20. And I thank you that there are angels that obey your word. I thank yes. you that the demons tremble at your word, God. I thank you, Amen. Father, that you have given us the authority in Christ Jesus to have victory over all things. I thank you, mm. God. That we have victory over all things because the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of us and quickens our mortal being. I thank you, God, that we have the victory. So we look to you, Father. I thank you for Crystal, Lord. I bless her, God. And I I ask God that she would have more angelic encounters, God, and that you would just continue to to minister to her and and bless her, God. Bless her family, God. Bless her in the things that you've called her Mm -hmm. to do. God, I thank you that she is a woman who's walking worthy of the call that's been placed on her life. I thank you, God, that she is saying yes, and she's testifying of faithfulness. And and God, I thank you that, that we're getting to eat of her fruit, her fruit as she communes with you in the quiet place. God, that now people listening to her testimony are, are tasting you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for that. And so I declare victory over everyone listening to this podcast, God, and and we give you the glory and we thank you. We thank you, Father, for all that you do and have done and will do in Jesus name. Amen. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for giving me your time and sharing your testimonies with us. Um, Absolutely. It's blessed me. Me too. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that's going to conclude our episode today on Testimonies with Tiffany. Remember, you do what's possible and let God do what's impossible. Thanks for listening to Testimonies with Tiffany. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review online. To catch all the latest from Tiffany, you can follow her on Instagram at TifferTom, and you can subscribe to her email list to get exclusive updates at TravisAndTiffanyTombry.com. That's all spelled out. (laughs) Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.